Welcome to Bub Club, a horror movie podcast. On today's show, we will talk about the new remake of Invisible Man, followed by some horror babble. We will spotlight Come to Daddy, and today's top three will be our top three favorite zombie movies. And we are your hosts. I'm Brandon. I'm Lindsay. I'm Melanie. And I'm Josh. All right. So as a podcast, we went and saw the new remake of Invisible Man in the theaters. Would you call it a remake? Did they intend for it to be a remake? Well, they called it the Invisible Man. They did, but I'm not sure that... I, that's hard to say. I think they intend yeah. for it to be a remake. To like reinvent the re- yeah. Invisible mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, you got to give them credit for trying to make like a, an original story and not just like stealing everything. That's true. But uh, at the same time, if you're going to make it so different from the original source, like you, you might as well not even name it the same thing. Well, you know, Hollow Man did that. You yeah. know, Hollow Man was very similar to... Uh, Invisible Man. I think they intended for it to be kind of a remake, but they called it something different because it was a little bit removed. Yeah. And I agree. I think they should have called it. In fact, okay, so spoilers here. We all disliked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all came <laughs> yeah. out of the theater like... Boring. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, we all watched the preview and we're all like, no, nah, this I don't, doesn't that look doesn't right. Look. Like, yeah, I knew I wouldn't like it from the preview. So basically what we did is we like... We looked at a, a meal and we're like, "That's gross," and we ate it anyway. We ate it anyway. Yeah. Well, let's eat this. And we're like, "Oh yeah, that's gross." I went in with like you know good spirit. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I tried to Very like open separate myself from what I'd seen in the preview, uh, and, which was basically yeah. a, it's a lifetime movie. It's a woman's survival it story, <laughs> and and it made me laugh. I have to say, there were a few parts that really there, made me laugh. There were some really like there that like, weren't. They weren't supposed they to weren't make you laugh. Supposed to make you laugh. No, <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. Well, there's some scenes where she's actually fighting the Invisible Man, and yeah. it just looks super goofy. Yeah. yeah, I think that always looks goofy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, I was I was telling Lindsay on our way home from the theater that me and my friends used to play hacky sack back in the day, and I would always make myself laugh because I was like, "What if we green screened out the hacky sack and just watched <laughs> us like kick in the air?" And like that's what this reminded um, me of. Is like, yeah. oh, that's. That looks pretty funny. Right. And yeah. we'd, so we'd all actually watched the original too, just to kind of give ourselves a frame of reference. Cause no, I, I personally hadn't seen it. I know Brandon had a long time ago and, but I Melanie and Josh. Seen it. Yeah. So, so that was interesting. Cause I mean, if you watch the original, there's, there's just nothing about this movie that has anything to do with the original. First of all, like, yes, the invisible man is a madman, but he wasn't the madman before. Whereas in this newer movie, he's, just a psychotic piece of shit. Well, yeah, the 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 serum makes him mad in right. the original. In well, this one, this he's one, just like he's a, just a psychotic piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. stalker. Yeah. Which comes to one of my negative things about it is that he's not believable as a genius. No, no. You see him the reveal of him when you finally see him, and you're like, oh, he's a dude, bro. Well, also like, <laughs> how many intelligent men are like cruel and well, like just? Well, bad? I mean, well, that's you yeah. know. I, <laughs> What what I th- like just like comparing the two movies. The first one, he like recognizes how amazing and how powerful being invisible really is, and it goes to his head. The serum does add yeah. to that, but uh-huh. he decides he wants to take over the world. He has these 
illusions of grandeur. He's yeah. like, I am the most powerful man in the world right now. So I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to start killing politicians. I'm going to start doing all this crazy stuff. And then this guy in this movie is like, I'm going to torture my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can do anything I want. That's it. You have I'm going to torture suit. my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you have this suit and that's, that's where you point. go with it. You're like, it's okay. true. Yeah, it's, it, it just seemed... It's not believable. Well, and it just didn't seem... Ugh. I, it felt like the wrong movie. If So if I had gone into this movie and it had been called like The Woman Who Got Away or something <laughs> like that, then I'd be like, cool. It's Like I wasn't, I didn't hate the movie watching it. I wasn't like, I know you guys were pretty bored, but I, I didn't, I really liked the actress and I didn't, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't hate, hate it. I didn't hate it. I did. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Like I, 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 I tried to like, I tried to go in open-minded and with low expectations and I wanted to surprise me because I really like universal like monster movies and it just didn't feel like that yeah. at all Plus it was so you, far removed from it you yeah. could guess everything that was going to happen like you it was really predictable it. yeah there's also, also some weird con- candy man like uh similarities where that is true you know the lady's not being listened to she gets a, uh, admitted to his mental hospital yeah, yeah. okay so there is a point i want to make now that i think that is a good thing for them to point out is that in our society in america at least women do get ignored Right. And are like deemed crazy for certain ideas. So yeah. I'm glad that there's a film that's highlighting it. And there is battered women out there, and we do need to bring attention to that. Yes. So I don't think that these types of movies shouldn't exist. No. I just wish it wasn't this particular movie because that's not what The Invisible Man was about. Mm-hmm. It follows her instead of The Invisible Man, where the original, we follow The visible, Invisible Man. Right. And that's much more interesting to me than just like not seeing the main character ever well, well it feels like they took they turned it into a, a ghost story that's yeah. exactly or what it feels like time maybe i would say a little bit a of both <laughs> yeah. yeah and the suit was like a monster in a sense it would like make these noises but then not make these noises like right. at certain times it didn't make any sense and then like she threw paint on him and he could wash himself off in like See, five I, seconds that, that was, scene was cool to me like there's a scene where they, you finally s- she throws yeah. paint and she's she's like her suspicions about him being there are real but yes he does Easily wash paint off of himself yeah, like within milk. five seconds. Yeah. Like it's yeah. milk. Like it's spilled milk. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't want to say uh, one more thing about yeah. the, uh, like, because in the original Invisible Man, the first kind of victim of the Invisible Man is a woman that's like it's trying true. to uh, uh, serve him some food, the keeper of the inn. And uh, no one really believes her at first. And then. No one believes the bar, right? And then no one believes the town. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, it right. And spreading. then it's almost like man versus mankind. Like mm-hmm. they all come together, and I just really liked watching the unity of the whole like town, just yeah. searching for one person, this invisible man. How are we going to defeat him? Right. And it just really there wasn't that much brainstorming in this one of like how can we get this guy. It was almost right. like. It feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good point. And the original one had some comedy in it. Yeah, and I think it was on purpose too. Like he's walking down the street, like singing, and like yeah, it's like really funny. I would like to see humor in this one, and then maybe more understanding for both characters. You can still leave the woman empowerment, I think, in there. Well, yeah, uh, I think they could have done it a different way. But yeah, that's that's a good point. Like the Invisible Man in the original is likable character. Yeah, you hate the one in the. And a new one from the beginning, yeah. And I, I always like it when you can empathize a tiny bit with the the monster, yeah, right? definitely like Thanos, right? Yeah, like yeah. kind of understand that, right? 
Um, also, there was a weird like writing thing where I think they confused like um, like braveness and strongness with just being an asshole. Yeah, like her sister is supposed to be the strong woman, but she's just she's like treating asshole. the waiter like like shit for no reason. <laughs> and I think they're trying to show like this is a strong woman, yeah. but I think like true. Like courage is being nice to most people, yeah. and that waiter did not deserve that. No, yeah, just doing, yeah. His job. just doing his job, and she was just an absolute bitch to him for no reason. Right. And it's like this is kind of bizarre to it, see. It was really Plus, weird to me. She was like so dismissive with her sister. Well, yeah, her sister like, comes you know. and tells her like I didn't do this, and she's just gonna like I don't believe you. It's like if you came to me and you're like I didn't write that, I'd be like what Either happened because i'm or, not unless yeah. it came to me in your handwriting an email could easily be written by anybody else yeah, yeah. yeah. all right i feel if, if we go okay. any longer we're gonna yeah. do some we're gonna have some spoilers for sure. yeah. also so, we're, we're not a show that wants to beat up movies no uh, no. no yeah for sure um but uh, yeah unfortunately this was <laughs> disappointment a miss for us <laughs> so josh let's hear honest. some positive things yeah so the uh have you guys watched uh chernobyl on HBO, that miniseries. No, I meant yeah. to. It seems really, really dark. I know this is yeah. a horror podcast, and I'm a horror <laughs> fan, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, no, it, se- it feels too real. It's real to life me. horror. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, but uh, the creator of that is teaming up with the creator of The Last of Us, which is a horror video game, uh, with HBO to make a adapted TV show based on The Last of Us. Um, hmm. I guess a little bit of background. The uh, the video game mostly takes place uh, like 20 years after a zombie ep- epidemic. So there's like a lot of factions that are all... It's like a pretty political drama kind of thing. Um, I'm really excited for a few reasons. Like the Chernobyl creators, they did a great job with Chernobyl. And they got a... They're going to have an HBO budget for it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sometimes, uh, like, this game in particular, like, adapting it into a movie, like, the opening scene of this video game is very cinematic. You're, like, running through a city with your daughter, and, like, people are, like, running into you. They're, everyone's trying to get out of everywhere. They're, uh, so while you're watching this, you're going to accidentally pick up your, <laughs> your controller? You're like, yeah. oh, oh, wait, I'm not playing. No, but, like, it's a very cinematic game as a whole, right. and, like, the reason it was so critically acclaimed was because of how immersive it was. And mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how that's going to translate to a television show. Is that the video game with Ellen Page is one of the voices? Uh, it, I like, think looks so. Like her yes. too. Yeah. And, and the zombies, the zombies are like really like deformed. Yeah. Like have like bubbles on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would watch that, that show. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it, and I'll I'll probably watch it, but it does, uh, there's not really a lot of good things out there that are adapted from video games it's true. to no. the screen. It's like Tomb Raider. But maybe like, this will change, yeah. maybe this yeah. will change the history. No, I, I hope so. So, my horror babble is, a, there's a, there's a company called Nightmares Unlimited. Have you guys ever heard of this? Is it no. the one where they do haunted houses? torture uh no so they this is a guy mark phillips and he uh recreates like horror memorabilia or like horror uh props and movies and stuff so and i think he probably does like custom stuff i'm I'm assuming like so he like he can be seen if you just like google nightmare unlimited you can go and see some of his work and 
he does like Freddy Krueger gloves and the reanimator syringe and there's like just really cool stuff and and the phantasm spheres and he has a bunch of those. Well, he don't they re- actually float? Didn't you? Well, you saying recent, they float? recently he his newest phantasm sphere actually floats. Oh, that'd be so How? awesome! So it's it's with magnetics. And so oh, there, there's like a base, a base. And, then it, okay. and it floats above it, but it looks that would really, be, that would cool. Be really cool. So just to have in your house something that would just, you know, sit up there and float. And so I had a question that came from this, which was if you could have any horror thing, whatever it may be, be created for you to have in your house. Now, does he do creatures or is it just? Um, I'm not sure, but this in this question, sure. Okay. So if you could have anything created for you as something that, like a prop that you have in your house when people come over, what would you guys choose? I would do a creature from the Black Lagoon. I would have that in my house. Just like a it's tall, yeah, like mm-hmm. life-size replica. There. Oh, if we're yeah. going that r- route, I would do Frankenstein's Laboratory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a whole room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, um, I would want uh, Dracula's like amulet. That he's got oh, around his neck, oh, and I would just, one. I would just wear that all the time. <laughs> Honestly, really cool. I would. So I always have tried to find this particular thing, but the necklace from Evil Dead that uh, Ash gives uh, oh, his yeah. lady. Yeah, you Melanie. Melanie's wearing it right now. So, but I want the one. Like the I want the one. exact one. That okay. one's pretty close. I'm What's have different? To agree with you. It has, if you look, it's quite spikes. a bit different. Yeah, um, it has spikes on it. Yeah. The, but I, you know, I would definitely like that. That's definitely a piece you know, of jewelry I'd be proud you. to wear around. I'm there with you. Like if, if it had to just be a prop, that would be what I would choose. I'd probably go with like a model of like the head spider from the thing. Maybe have that like in my bathroom or something. And when people open the door, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> my original thought was uh, I would I would love like the Crypt Keeper. Oh that I could God, like pose so and put cool. around the house yeah. and just like yeah. dress up in costumes and just have them. And maybe even he like laughs or something, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. our basket case, oh, yeah. like have him coming out of the basket. I don't know if this was like, a, a, I feel like this is, if this was an option for any of us, our house would just be littered with oh. like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <for> sure. <laughs> um, so sci the sci-fi channel had or has ordered a George Romero's day of the dead series. Uh, so this is going to be a 10-episode series at an hour an episode. So the synopsis is six strangers trying to survive the first 24 hours of a zombie invasion, which feels more like Night of the Living Dead. It doesn't feel like a Day of the Dead. Are day of the Dead's like later, right? Day of the Dead's later, and they've got this army camp. and That's all the information I could find oh, about okay. it. So we don't um, know if the zombies are fast or slow. I mean, I, I, if it's Romero's Day I'm of the Dead, I imagine slow. they're slow. Yeah. That would be kind of funny if they made it. Although, Dawn of the Dead remake, they made him fast, right? Yeah, but he hated fast zombies, which yeah. is funny. Um, but see, where Josh is excited about HBO funding The Last of Us, I'm less excited about sci-fi doing this. Yeah. Because they, they, they I tried to everything. get into critters the critters tv show and i couldn't hang with it it was so badly um, done i'll i'll check this out but like i'm really hoping it's good but like <laughs> already i'm kind of like the first 24 hours why are they calling it day of the dead like already i feel like do you guys know your romero stuff right, right. Yeah. well and yeah and you would hope that they would at least make a call out or shout out to bub right yeah bub's that's the shit that would be cool if he was in it bub was Bub is the biggest part of that we yeah. movie. We still need to do our Bub story. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay's always wanted to make a 
bub, a bub um, origin story. Yeah, which yeah. Would be really it's cool. so, so good. Awesome. The ending's already written. Yeah. He becomes a zombie. Yeah. um okay something i'm more excited about the travel channel is coming out with a show called true terror with robert england so these are hour-long episodes that are spine tingling tales guided by newspaper accounts and layered with commentary from historians and experts that prove that the truth is always stranger than fiction and hosted by freddy krueger himself oh my god so this sounds really cool uh, I couldn't find when it's coming out, oh, but soon. Right up my alley. Yeah, so this is really neat. At, at first, when I was reading about it, I thought that it was going to be like, you know, uh, like ghost encounters and and you know, uh, like Bigfoot sightings kind of thing. <laughs> but it sounds like they're they're like taking like truth that stuff that actually happened and kind of yeah, that doing right it. up yeah. Melanie's alley. Yeah, so that sounds <laughs> I really hope they cool. Talk about the Wendigo. Okay, so I have a movie I want to talk about. It's a film called Apartment. It's from South Korea, and it's about a woman who's kind of lonely, and she's successful like in a, in a career, and she lives in a high-rise apartment, and she kind of gets addicted to spying on her neighbors. Um, and like one day, she's just walking to work, and this woman asks her to kill herself, like to die together. She wants to die with her. That's so. a weird question to ask somebody yeah, so walking she, to work. She grabs her hands because <laughs> they're by the railroad track, and she kind of like puts her with her so they'd both be crushed. And this girl like escapes her grip, and the lady gets smashed by a train. And then she comes home, and she actually starts spying on a woman in her apartment with a wheelchair. And, like, she can kind of see she's being abused by the people who are taking care of her. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but, it, like, her life kind of starts coming together, and then it and it spirals apart, which is kind of mm. sad. But I really like, like the show. Okay. What's the title of the movie again? Apartment. Apartment. Yeah. So... I think it's worth a watch. It's sad. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> <laughs> I think what I like about it is you think like, oh, she's finally got everything together and she has friends. And then nope. Nope. <laughs> so my second is the Twitter killer. Um, this comes out of Japan. His name is Taki Hiroshi. Um, he would stalk women and men on Twitter who were suicidal and he would lure them to his house um, he would give them the date rape drug, rape them, and then saw them to pieces while they were alive um, and put their bodies in coolers full of kitty litter because that would help with the smell. Ugh. Um, in Japan, it's considered um, dishonorable to report your child missing. So there were nine people missing and nobody reported. So how did they know there was missing. nine people missing? Um, they found the nine people in his apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, he only got caught because one girl went to his apartment. Um, supposedly, she woke up when he was sawing off her leg. Ugh. And her brother, although his, his, his parents were trying to stop him from trying to find her, um, like knocked down this guy, guy's door. And he, like it was a gory scene, found his sister dead. Um, and the weird part is, is now he's a celebrity. Like, people in Japan love him. So did she escape? No. So she just woke up while she, that was happening? Yeah, and, then and the brother got there too late. He, I guess, supposedly strangled her to the point where her eyes popped out. Ugh. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a hell just, of a way to commit suicide. Well, and then, like, to me, it's so weird. Like, now that he's a hero, like, 
like in Japan, he's like a on TV. He's the killer. Is he in jail? He's in jail, but he like gets his TV shows and like girls love him. They That's ride crazy. him. Yeah, so. That's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts to me that someone can do things so horrific and then be like adored for it. Sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of fun, we'll close this out with a horror fun fact that I call Clear Eyes, Pure Relief. Count Orlock, who is the vampire in Nosferatu, 1922, um, has a total of nine, nine minutes of screen time in this movie. I didn't know that. Oh. Also in which he only blinks once hmm. the entire time. And it's like near the end of act one. <laughs> so I don't know if they did this on purpose or if he did it on purpose or. Like uh, tried not to blink. Yeah. That's hard mm. to do. That is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. So that's our horror babble. Up next, our spotlight on Come to Daddy. All right, Come to Daddy is a 2019, maybe 2020. It's kind of confusing because on IMDb, it says 2019. But if you look on like Amazon Prime or, if you're, or if Amazon and you're going to buy it, it says 2020. I think it had a film festival release in 2019. Where yeah, it so it probably did the film there, festival circuits. It arrived on streaming services in 2020. Right. Um, it's the directorial debut of Ant Timpson who also is credited with the idea of the film and is credited as executive producer. And written by Toby Harvard, also helped produce the movie, who has also written The Greasy Strangler and the segment G is for Granddad in the ABCs of Death Part 2. This is starring Elijah Wood, who, did you guys know he's a huge horror fan? I did. I've seen him on, uh, I can't remember that show that we used to watch. Oh, it's a great show. It's on. It's on Shutter. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I'll get back we'll to that. Get back to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, so I didn't know this either. So researching a little bit of Elijah Wood, he has producing credits on such horror films as Cooties, which he also starred in, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Mandy, awesomely mm-hmm. enough, and most recently, The Color Out of Space. Uh, so the synopsis of this movie is. A man in his 30s travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father, which is really all you should know about the story-wise, like going into this movie, and we will try our hardest not to spoil it because there is a lot of spoilers of this movie. Um, Here's a fun fact about the movie. So the origin of the movie came when Art Timpson's father passed away. Um, his father's partner thought it was best to bring him home after embalmment as a way to spend time with the grieving family, which the week was spent with the corpse in an open coffin. Then oh. people that didn't know Ant uh, but knew his father came to pay their respects to his father, sharing stories of a man that does not seem like his father. So, like, I could see how he could get the idea for this film. Definitely. About yeah. that. I remember in the credits he even, like... He thanked his embalmed dad's body That's for right. the yeah. uh, inspiration for yeah. the film. <laughs> oh, that'd be creepy. I'll say right off the bat, like this is a contender for my favorite movie of the year. 
Like, I, I enjoyed this movie so much. Oh, yeah. It felt different than a lot of the horror movies that have been coming out. It felt original. You don't... I feel like with horror movies now, there's there's so many people just going for those cash grab ghost story type stuff. And when you see something like this, then it just seems daring and, like, different, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, the movies that hit theaters worldwide yeah. are, the horror movies in particular, are really playing it safe. And by that, there's, like, all these tropes that you just get sick of you're a horror movie fan and you go and see these movies you're just like gosh i've seen this so many times i could tell exactly where the story's going this has the opposite effect you right. don't know where the story's going no. oh, yeah. and as soon as you think you figured it out it turns a sharp right turn right. and you think it's going to turn left yeah yeah you think that you think something else is going on and then there's this this incredible reveal and the reveal itself it like made my stomach feel weird for some reason you know like i it felt like all of a sudden you were kind of on this like you were like on this Right of imagine you know like you weren't quite invested in the reality of the movie and then it takes this turn and it just feels real all of a sudden yeah and and, and horrifying it for me like it there's some very ultra violent parts of this movie and then <laughs> yes. two minutes later you're like laughing yeah. at these like Mm-hmm. kooky characters that are just yeah which saying, i love yeah the characters you you find yourself like i don't often get attached to characters but like i you know i was attached to several characters there's yeah, not one character that's not a good well-developed character that was like yeah. the first thing i noticed about this movie is like every person in this movie is a character right. and like even to and this is not a spoiler even like the hotel clerk right yeah a, po- a random police officer <laughs> yeah. Like everybody <laughs> is so like unique, you know, right. and I think that has pays a lot of credit to the writing, right? The directing, mm-hmm. obviously, too, but to like take a just a basic character that's just like a throwaway character that pops in and out of the movie, yeah, and make him like l- like unique is really cool. In fact, like there's a there's like characters in the movie where I'm like, they they're gonna come back. Because of how, like, unique of a character this is. But they don't, Yeah, you know? And that's something to be said. I don't know that I've seen too many movies where every character is, like, super unique. Other than, like, maybe some of the Coen Brothers movies, you know? Right, yeah. So And even those movies have throwaway characters. Sure, sure. I think it's very rare in horror movies, too, where it can make you, like, laugh and at the same time, like, scared. Yeah. Gross you out, make you kind of sad. I think that's a, a... Shows a lot of talent with direction and writing where they're able to, like horrify you and then you forget about it and you're laughing and then they horrify yeah. you again yeah yeah because there are um, some things in this film i did just not see coming no. <laughs> definitely uh john landis said it best on a documentary that i watched is he said that you in a horror movie you need to make the audience laugh or, or they will find something to laugh at because the the true art of a good horror movie i think is to build tension and then release it so then it could build again yeah. If it's just consistent tension, uh, yeah. you, need a, re- you need right? a release. I mean, yeah. some movies do this very well, like um, Funny Hered- Games. Or Hereditary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Midsummer is another yeah. that comes yeah. to mind. I think if you're going to do it that way, you need to consistently build tension instead of like build and then nothing. Yeah. And then build and then nothing. You know, yeah. you need to consi- it needs to be consistently climbing. Those movies, it's a slow burn, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Where the tension yeah. builds slowly and, and the climax feels like a climax and not just like, I've been here the whole time and I'm ready to come down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In this film, it builds sharp like up and yeah. then and then like Release. let you let you laugh and like get that out and 
you need laughter during this because of some of the scenes in it are so disturbing. Yeah, that, and I, yeah. I, I always love uh, Elijah Wood in, in horror movies because I know he's a horror fan, so it just it like adds a level of fascination to me. Like I want to see what it would be like to be such a horror fan and be able to be in horror movies, and you kind of get to like vicariously see that through him. Well, yeah. and his acting in this actually did shock me. He did. Well, such he's a, a good he's job an amazing actor. Yeah. I think he's a good actor, and I think yeah. horror movies is where he shines because of what yeah. you said. He has passion, right? So he's putting all into it. And we should talk about the fact that he's a, like the hipster of all hipsters. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Too. Painted what he, thumbs. Yeah, yeah, painted thumbs. His weird like bull haircut. <laughs> yeah. And his clothing, his clothing just, like uh, his outfits that he right, wears. But right. for some odd reason, like that makes you love him. Oh, absolutely. Reason. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Just, like makes it, you kind of like a, just sad, like, sad for him, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like you almost want to protect him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's like trying so hard. Yeah. Right. And he even has a phone from, do you remember who's oh, yeah, like uh, a designer oh, phone um, from who a. Who was it? Lord. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. That this movie was a definite win for us. Oh, Gosh, yeah. it was such a treat for me. Which um, is so good. And it kind of just popped up out of nowhere. I'd never it heard did. of it before. Maybe I need to do a little more research into some of these horror movies because I would have hated to miss this one. Yeah, so we, Lindsay and I were just scrolling on uh, on new releases on Amazon and watching every single horror trailer. Right. And, uh, and this came up and we were like, this looks pretty good. So I, but, I, I bought it without even like thinking about it because I was like, I'm going to watch this. And it's one I'm very glad to have in my collection. The trailer gives away nothing. No. And like even to the point where I just thought this movie was going to be okay. Right. But I'm so glad we own it because this is so rewatchable oh, for me. definitely. I almost wanted to rewatch it that night, to be honest. Like going to sleep. I'm like. Maybe well, I'll put I'm this on while I'm like, falling asleep. If there's things you miss, well, too, like clues oh, yeah. and, and yeah. just you know? the gore and some of yeah. the deaths in it is just like it's amazing beyond the whole amazing. time you're trying to figure out what's going on. So the second viewing, you could just like relax and take it all in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So should we should we rate this beast? Sure. I'm giving it a ten. I'm gonna go a ten. Uh, ten. Yeah. Two, no, just kidding. Ten. <laughs> ten. Wow, ten all around. So hats off to Aunt Timpson and Elijah Wood and Elijah Wood yeah. and come to Daddy and everyone else that works on that. And film. Everybody yeah, everyone. Else. Honestly, yeah. every single actor, every no, producer. No, just those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy. A ten all around. I don't think you're going to see that very often here. Nope. So, uh, yeah, we highly suggest watch Come to Daddy. So up next will be our top. Three zombie movies. All right, before we get this started, I just want a couple of caveats to my list here. First of all, if you go back and listen to episode one, we talk about our favorite movies of all time. There's a couple of zombie movies in that episode that I'm not going to mention here because these lists to me, I want to help construct you the listener, a solid watching list. So I don't want to keep repeating myself. Um, Also, there's some great horror movies that I personally left off my list because horror movies can go under a lot of different lists. So I wanted to save those for future lists. But these are definitely my favorite zombie movies. I can't argue that. Uh, My number one might... Be, might bring up the conversation of what a zombie is. So, right. yeah, 
save that when I get there. When I was making my list, I, again, some of my, like, top, when we did top three movies of all time, I think two of mine were zombie movies. So, you know, Train to Busan and and Dawn of the Dead, they're not going to be on this list. So I had to kind of think about just movies that just shocked me when I saw them. Like, zombie movies have been a little oversaturated, and the whole genre has been a little oversaturated, and there's been some huge disappointments. So there were some that when they came on the screen and I saw them, I just left feeling, like, invigorated. So that's how I made That's how I kind of made I will say that zombie movies is uh, is saturated. But you know what's not ever mentioned? Ghost stories. I think ghost stories are more oversaturated than zombie movies. Because people are like, I love it. There's, like... (laughs) Two or three that come out every year in the theater. They're all the ghost same stories. too. And they're, they're all, all the same. All the same. Like you so, watch one and you watch them all. So zombie movies aren't as saturated, I think, as everyone says. But they're just there's, there's some, just a lot of bad ones. There's some great ghost stories too, right? That is true. Absolutely. Yeah. You just gotta sift through the shit, I guess. Anything you guys want to say about your lists? Um, no, I I did basically the same as you, like Train to Busan. Uh, I left off, uh, but it's still, like, there in my, like, personal, right. you know. But yeah. uh, I wanted to talk about movies that uh, people might not have heard of or seen yet. Um, although one of them was, like, a big blockbuster release. Okay. Um, I just went, actually, with my childhood, like, the ones that I watched over and over and over again. Nice. Rewatchability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. All right, I'm going to butcher the name. I know Brandon can say it. So my first uh, movie is Zombie by... Lucille Fulci. Lucille Fulci. It came out on July 18th, 1980, and it's an Italian zombie film. Um, it was adapted to serve as a, a sequel to George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Now, I'm not saying this movie is fantastic because it's not, <laughs> but for some odd reason, I really love it. I love the style. Um, I love when there is a zombie that comes out of the grave and he's got worms in his eyes and like that always stuck with me as a kid. There's a shark fighting a zombie scene. So. I was going to say, is this the one where he fights yeah. a shark? Yeah, which so. was actually a dude. Dressed as a zombie fighting a shark. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Like people were like, "Why does this look so real?" Because it's real. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is I don't so think the guy was actually a zombie though. Oh no, but he was underwater. See, but the I shark was actually tried a shark. To figure that out. I was like, "What the hell?" Like, and yeah, it's just quirky, and um, it's about an island who's cursed by voodoo, and this doctor's on there, and his daughter goes and tries to find him, and I just think everything that goes wrong goes wrong. But uh, it's worth a watch. Yeah, that that was one of my honorable mentions. Lucio Fulci is like one of my favorite directors, and Zombie is just like fun. I feel like as a horror fan, this has got to be. I don't. There is just something. You're right. It's not this amazing movie that's just like oh, this is. But there's just something that odd that draws you to it. it. The zombies are fun. Like they're all almost just like plastered. Yeah, it's like you put plaster on their face. They are different. Some of the ugliest zombies you'll yeah, see. They are. Yeah. yeah, and the worms really help. And I just loved it. Like I found it because we would go to Top Hat Video, and right. I think that's how I found it. And for Rip. some odd reason, it just always stuck with me. So cool. 
My number three is 28 Days Later, uh, directed by Danny Boyle. I really like the atmosphere that this movie sets up. Um, It starts out, and I don't know if this was the first movie to do it. I know it did it before Walking Dead, but guy wakes up in a hospital and a zombie apocalypse has happened, and he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Which is terrifying um, in itself. Yeah, would be like really scary. Oh yeah. I, um, but yeah, the zombies they're like really fast in this one. They're, uh, I don't know. I just uh, thought it was really well done. When I when I first saw movie. this, it it was kind of like mind blowing at the time. Like I hadn't seen any of the the fast zombies, mm-hmm. and while mm-hmm. these aren't technically like our zombies that we're used to, right? It, they're they're, still they're infected by rage. Yeah. But they're but they're zombies, right? They they're flesh eating yeah. zombies. And even so, like the first scene in the lab, where like the monkeys ripping her apart, like right. there's some really there's, cool scenes yeah. in that show. When you first yeah. see that fast, when he goes into the church and you first see the guy, yes. just kinda like, oh my god, oh, and he starts yeah. running toward him. My god, that scene, and then just that like montage when he finally like has had enough and he's yeah. ready to like kill the the evil humans, and that song that plays, and it's so epic. This yeah, this this movie was it's really so cool. It's also not supernatural. No. no. It's no. very grounded. Right. They 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 basically tortured these monkeys and infected them with rage yeah. and these monkeys got like they spread were, it, right? Yeah, they spread it. Which, Which was like, if I remember reading it was inspired or the Red Lanterns comic books were in, was inspired by this. Oh. Yeah, you know the Red Lanterns yeah. are like their whole thing is like rage. Right. They're which fe- makes they're a lot of sense. Affected by rage. Yeah. Well, that's how they get their rings, right? Right. Cool. So my number three is The Battery. How many of you have seen it? I have seen it. Seen parts of it. I don't know why. So this is a super low budget movie. It's directed and written by Jeremy Gardner, who's an indie filmmaker. And he's got a, a few films out there now. In fact, he just released a new horror one, I believe. I, I need to watch it. But anyway, The Battery is about these two guys. They they just were on a baseball team together. And that's about as much as their relationship seems to span. Like, they kind of got stuck together in the same house. Yeah. I don't think that they, they don't were, like each other. I don't think they, they but they're, but they're they friends. kind of do. No, yeah. they kind of do. But they, anyway, there, it's a story of the survival of these two guys. And, and of course there's some scenes that I think I would love to see this like redone with a budget. There's some scenes in my opinion that could be taken out. Like there's some kind of like long, it's like a typical indie movie. Like why is this scene where they're brushing their teeth for like 10 minutes in here? <laughs> And but the the base of the story, and then there's eventually they get stuck in a car, which that's and, the scariest. Oh part. my god! And you yeah. can just hear the zombies constantly piling mm. around the car, and they're stuck for weeks. And it's about like the survival of that, and then then finally they have to like make the decision like we've we've got to go find the keys. So the music in this is also really good, and I don't know. There's. This is one of those ones that I just watched on a whim. It was on Amazon or something. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch it. And I I get like excited thinking about it. And I just want to watch it again. There's just something really beautiful about this movie. And I think what I really would love to see is this guy just get a chance. Like somebody yeah. take a chance. Because I think Jeremy Gardner's got a lot to offer. I think he's got some good ideas. And he just needs a budget. And I would love to see this movie. be. Re- this is one if somebody said you could remake any horror movie right now and it could be made be made it in its best i would probably make i want to see the battery because well, it's such an incredible yeah, story the, the climax of how like you know and they finally decide they're gonna go out like yeah. i didn't see that coming and there's and sad there's funny parts to it there's and sadness sad. and oh man and then that end scene where he's just like i'm coming for you yeah man. i mean it's great it's good it's good that's it's on my number three 
All right, mine number three is Night of the Comet night from 1984. <clears throat> when I think about horror movies, my mind goes right to 80s horror movies. I feel like it was like the some of the best era of horror of horror movies. First of all, like the movies were shot on celluloid, a, aka film, and the some of the best practical effects are done in the 80s, right? And probably because I grew up with them too. And so when you say 80s and you say horror, Night of the Comet has the perfect mixture of both. Like it is extremely soaked in 80s and it's really an awesome horror movie. It's pretty lighthearted if I recall. I'm pretty sure that the box on the movie says Valley Girl meets Night of the Living Dead, which <laughs> if it's not, it should be, but I'm pretty sure it is. That's a good description of this movie. Um, the main character is a female, and she's a badass. She is a badass. Which is pretty pr- progressive from right. 1984, and she works in a theater, and while she's in the theater, a comet hits and turns most of humanity into zombies. But these zombies talk. They have personalities. <laughs> right. And it is a super fun, light, pretty light-hearted horror movie that I just like have a blast watching over and over again. And that is my number three, Night of the Comet. So my number two is Day of the Dead, of course. George Romero directed it. Um, it came out in 1985. Um, Romero described it as a failure and a lack of human communication caused by chaos. So that's kind of where he wanted the film to go. And, and now I can kind of see that. Oh, he um, wasn't actually describing it as a failure no, of his. No, no, no. He was describing, like, in the film, like, nobody was communicating. It was like... And it caused so much chaos because everybody was on different pages, right? right. Not listening to each other. Um, and of course, you have Bub, right. the talking zombie, which is my favorite. Just the best. And it's zombie. where we got our name from. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some scenes in that film of talking about like practical effects where people are being like torn apart. And I remember as a kid seeing that and being like, holy shit, you know? I remember as a kid this one being one that. I, I really just focused on Bub. Like, it, he was yeah, almost a cartoon character in lovable, this. lovable, you know? So lovable, and you wanted a Bub to take home. Yeah, and, like, when they kill his friend, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he's so sad. Yeah. Um, and I remember as a kid, like, when they were being put in the tunnels, like, some somehow that scared the shit out of me. Well, that would be terrifying. Yeah. That you're putting in these dark tunnels. Yeah, and they like lock them in there And without the weapons, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have nothing, so... Um, it has the spectrum of like Bub being like this, like all encompassing, like innocent creature almost. And then the antagonist being just like a total asshole. Right, right. I used to have my voicemail, um, the, the, the line, I can't remember it exactly that the, the, the asshole, asshole general says is like, like, listen here, Dr. Frankenstein, I'm running this shit show now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably startling the people that called me that didn't know me very well. Yeah, and like I just I remember like a lot of the lines like perfectly in my head, like when the doctor's like, "Just listen to me, just listen to me," you know, like, <laughs> some of that stuff just gets stuck in your head. This is this is I think why I grew up hating like authority type figures because yeah. I would see these like Romero movies where like all the cops or the yeah. ex-military are just They're complete just assholes. assholes. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, real quick, before we hand over to Josh, I just wanted to get back to the show we were talking about, so we're not leaving people hanging, uh, with, that has Elijah Wood on it. It's called The Core. Uh, if you're a horror fan, you should be watching this. Yeah, it's on it's a Shutter a, it's on original. Shutter. Yeah, which you could subscribe through Amazon. It's like four bucks. It's perfectly worth it. Okay, my number two. Uh, this is a big blockbuster, but uh, one that, you know, sometimes uh, it's Zombieland Double Tap. And uh, sometimes when I see sequels to these, like, really good movies, because I really enjoyed the first Zombieland, uh, a lot of times I'm not very enthusiastic about the sequel, especially when it's almost, like, a decade later. But I think this one did a really good job. Um, It was directed by Ruben Fleischer, and uh, I think I even enjoyed it better than the first one. Uh, They did a good job of playing on jokes, from the first one, and uh, I guess it's not very horror-y, um, more, I would say definitely it's, it's more just, on the comedy yeah, side. Yeah, but, but I loved uh, it, too. And then, like, they had that, like, end scene with Bill Murray that was just yeah. awesome. That, yeah. was, like, that was the best scene. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. epic. Yeah. You, you can't... I still haven't seen it. Oh, my God, yeah. you have to see yeah. it. It's yeah. funny. The yeah, I believe credits, we own it. The end credit scene is, uh, I guess, kind of a prequel of like Bill Murray before the zombie events. It's like Bill, oh, Bill nice. Murray the day the zombies started, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so it kind of goes about through film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a treat that you will say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I could say that I liked it better than the first one just because the first one seemed so new and so flawless to me. But it, it definitely, I, I thought I wouldn't enjoy it at all or maybe like a, yeah. just half as much as I did. But no, I... I liked it the whole way through, and it was really fun to watch. Yeah. And it didn't get you. You, you have to love Woody Harrelson. You have, like, to, you love, have to love him, and it, it is just fun. And then like yeah. the whole, you know, when they meet their kind of doubles, that was a that, yeah. was, that was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely worth it. Yep. So that is Zombieland Double Tap. My number two is Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror, and this came out with uh, it was a Grindhouse production with. Quentin Tarantino in his Death Proof movie. So when I actually went and saw this, the first movie, you went and saw both of them in the theater. It was back-to-back, just like old Grindhouse movies. And it was Death Proof first, and then Planet Terror. And Death Proof was kind of, it was a slow... So I think it actually was Planet Terror first, then Grindhouse. I mean, then... uh, No, for me, it was was Death Proof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, not for me. Because I remember we we saw Death Proof first, and it was just this really slow kind of burn... And then it ends with Planet Terror, which is just compl- a super like yeah. fun, strong zombie movie. And you got Rose McGowan with a with a machine gun leg yeah. in it, and it's just so Even over the top. Like the film melts, right? I like that part where the film melts, like you miss kind of half of it, and then it just gets right. To it's so over the top. And I remember thinking, just like, what a perfect way to end this, because yeah. I was getting a little sleepy after Death Proof. And again, <laughs> not that that Death Proof was bad. I actually really no, enjoyed it. But I just. This, like, coming in and just, like, kind of knocking my socks off, I, I just remember it being so fun and so good. And, yeah, over the top. And I think that's what I like about it is it's over the top. It's different than some of the zombie movies. It doesn't take itself too seriously. But at the same time, like, there's yeah. these really cool just practical effects in it. And I don't know. That's why it's my number two. I love I love how over dramatic everything is. Yes. It's like, yeah. this one will make you never see me again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
did did the uh, the fake trailers play? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, man, yeah, I love those. Like the machete or something. Oh, that's where right? machete. Yeah, yeah it came. In, it got created. Actually, I was hoping uh, that they were going to do all of them because "Don't" was like one of my favorite <laughs> previews for that. It kept ramp ramping. You go. You walk into this house. Don't. Don't. <laughs> you, and it kept saying that it kept speeding up. Don't. 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 Yeah. And then it pauses. And then the title comes up. Don't. <laughs> Gosh, There's so the Thanksgiving good. turkey one too. From Eli Roth, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And his severed head is like at the end of it. Yeah. And then Rob Zombie did one SS uh, Werewolf Women of the SS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. No, this was like it just. Uh, I think so the reason fun. why I made my top is just it was an incredible experience. I had never actually been a part of that grindhouse scene. Like that, that was probably before my time, before I was going to theaters and stuff. So to to have something as like realistic to that as possible and be able to just like as a horror fan be a part of that was such a treat. And I kind of I just wish they would do more. Yeah, me like too. I'm surprised that this because I feel like both of these movies did fairly well. I don't think I think Planet Terror did not. If I remember correctly. Well, they were playing together. Yeah. Um, so they kind of did, right? They did Machete and they did Hobo with a Shotgun. Those yeah, are all like Grindhouse type films. So it like reintroduced I mean, Grindhouse into the modern age. To me, these movies, though, weren't like plays off something silly. Like these movies were like pretty serious horror movies. Yeah. Although like Planet Terror is like over the well, top. They were silly, but they were just done really well. Yeah. So and whereas Machete, like I was fun. I actually liked ended up liking Machete, but it didn't feel like. This is like two huge directors, like yeah. Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, like doing horror more, movies. Like, co- collaboration like that, like yeah. you know, getting more of these huge names. Yeah, that'd doing be Grand really House. neat if they at least did a trilogy of this, where they yeah. teamed up two like big directors together yes. and did double features yeah. like this. That would be awesome. So Wasn't that, there a second machete too? It was like machete yeah, kills. Which I'm pretty sure it was awful. I didn't see it, and I never. Liked I was it. waiting I didn't for like Hobo with a shotgun. And, and they just announced uh, machete kills in space. Okay, I was gonna say I'm yeah. waiting for the in space one. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> seems a little bit. But I'll probably watch it. Oh, you got to do an in space. Yeah. Leprechaun went to space. <laughs> Michael Myers went to space. <laughs> Leprechaun went everywhere. Lep went yeah. to the hood. Well, he went, oh, he went back to the hood too. <laughs> he did. Leprechaun in the hood was my favorite. So that is my number two, Planet Terror. All right, my number two is Dead Alive, or a.k.a. Brain Dead, from 1993. It is done by Peter Jackson. So most horror fans know, but some people might not know this, that Peter Jackson was actually a horror movie director for a long time. He did a... Oh, all of them are escaping me right now. But he did, a, even in, in the 90s, he did a Frighteners, and he did Meet the Feebles, which was Puppets... It was like nasty puppets. Yeah, and uh, what was his first one? Oh, it was like a sci-fi horror that he was in, tw- in as two different characters. Bad taste. Bad and that's taste. it, bad taste. Uh, Dead Alive. So the, how I get, came to this is uh, when I was young, I was reading horror movie magazines, and I still do today. But I got the Rue Morgue Halloween edition, which is like this big, thick version of Rue Morgue. And in it, they had like the top 100 goriest movies of all time. And this was number one. And so that was the only reason why I watched it. And when I watched it, I, was, I had no arguments with that. Definitely the goriest movie I've ever seen, man. Yes. Like, oh, and yeah. it's not just blood and guts. There's creativity there, too. Right. Like, here's the thing that really scares me about this fo- movie, even though it's, like, super silly and almost cartoonish at times. I mean, there's a baby zombie running around, <laughs> which is, like, super funny. I kick ass for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a scene where he straps a lawnmower to his chest yeah, yeah. and just like goes through all the zombies and he's like slipping on blood. Right. I will never be able to eat 
pudding because of this show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> custard. custard! Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, anytime I see like vanilla pudding or custard, I'm like, no. Nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So the thing that creeps me out about this movie is like Romero films, which are really great. He he set a s- set of rules right where you can kill the zombie by severing the head or damaging the brain. Right. There's no rules. Nope. These zombies are coming. relentless, yeah. <laughs> and they don't die. In fact, there's one. It's my like one of my favorite zombies. Where the zombie's head gets removed from the body, but still is attached to the spine. So you have this body hanging it down, and this head attached to his spine, oh, attached yeah. to the body, and he's walking. And it's so cool looking. It All of the so special cool. effects is amazing in it, and it has this huge giant zombie at <laughs> yeah. the end. Come to mommy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's really fun, and it's really like quirky and funny, and just like brutally gory. In the most creative ways. And romantic, right? Oh, there's and romantic, yeah. yeah. Wonderful there's a, love story. Yeah, there's a really cool love story in it, Which too. Which, I'm not big on, like, romantic movies, but, but when, it's it's placed well. pro- when it's placed properly and it makes my heart feel, like, warm, I'm like, oh, and the, I love this love story. It's the characters. Both these characters are, like, a little nerdy yeah. and kind of, like, outcasts. Yeah. And well, that's it when it shows that he's, like, stuck with his mom. Like, he's a mama's boy, and she's getting him away from, yeah. from that. Yeah, and that, that's when, like... I root for these love stories. Yes. It's when the when the characters are not like super hot people that <laughs> yes. can't find a mate. <laughs> like, the, the, I don't that's care the worst. About that. It's like I'm super hot and I can't find a boyfriend. It's like that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like they're unpopular in school. It's like yeah, they take their glasses off and yeah. then they're popular. Right, right. But when they're like true, like like likable characters that are kind of nerdy, yeah, I can more empathize. relate with that. Yeah, exactly. So that is my number two: dead alive or brain dead. So my number one movie is Shaun of the Dead. It was directed by Edgar Wright, and it came out in 2004. Um, It drew inspiration from the television show Space and George Romero films. And I thought, like, this was the first time, because there were so many shitty zombie movies, like Dawn of the Dead and things like that. Well, Dawn of the Dead remake, right? Yeah, the remake. And, like, to me, this was, like, what I was looking for. And it was funny, and I loved the character, so this is actually my number one as well. Okay. And I, yeah, I, I agree. I, it was kind of like it came in a time where I think we had just seen the Dawn of the Dead yeah, remake, maybe. Like, oh, so shit. And uh, yeah, we it was disappointing. And then this came out, and I up until this point, I don't think that we'd seen a horror zombie movie comedy yet. I I can't recall that. Well, I mean, Return of the Living Dead. Sure. There's yeah. there's actually a few of them. Sure. Okay, but like recently. No, no, it had been a while, I think. It had been a while, and it, and it, it, I think this came and it just was perfect. It was. It was perfect, and, and it's perfect in several different ways. There's, there's, you could watch it over and over again and find little things yeah. in the movie that they hide. And I love that this guy's so clueless, like, he's going around in a zombie apocalypse, and he doesn't even realize he's in a zombie apocalypse, well, even, right? He's... E- even the parallel that they try to draw in the beginning where he's already a zombie. Yeah. You know, he's going to work and everyone's just blur and everyone kind of acts like zombies before yeah. they're zombies. Oh, the opening credits where it's so just showing good. like how yeah. our society is kind of already yeah. zombified. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Pushing shopping carts. <laughs> right. And yeah. Well, then at the end, they, uh, they're, they rehabilitate the zombies and they're yeah. like, the zombies are perfect for, uh, <laughs> yeah, or, store yeah. workers. Uh, yeah. All that sort of. And it's just, 
it's kind of a perfect, I don't know, it's a perfect movie to me. It's a perfect horror comedy yeah. to me. And and granted, like, there's not a lot of scenes where you're, like, truly terrified for them, other than maybe when the zombies start breaking into the bar. Yeah. You know, but but for the most part, it's just kind of fun. But it's yeah. just also zombies, and it's fun. And it's a, well, and a beautiful the movie. the two characters. They work so well together. Right. And, like, when they're throwing their, like, what is it? Not CDs. It's records. Yeah. Right. right. So oh, funny. yeah. Sade. <laughs> yeah. Throw it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the characters in it are great. All yeah. of them are great. And and it kind of plays, if you're a zombie movie fan, there's so many homages to, like, other zombie movies yeah. in it. And I, I think it's really well done. And, I, and although it's a comedy, I, I think that the people that made this are truly understood what, like, a zombie movie should be. Yeah. So that is our number one. Shaun of the Dead. My number one is Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. This came out uh, last year, and it's starring Adam Driver and Bill Murray. This movie was just so great to me. I know it didn't get the best uh, critical acclaim uh, and audience scores, but uh, I really, the humor just like hit, hit me uh, really well. It's very dry, like Adam Driver the whole time. And it's very meta as well, which is hard to pull off sometimes. Uh, I love the zombies in this movie. They are kind of drawn to what they liked before. There's this like zombie that really loves Chardonnay. Yeah, Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay. <laughs> Keeps asking for it. I would be like, weed. <laughs> Iggy Pop is in it, man. Yeah, yeah. Iggy Pop. Uh, is it the RZA? Uh, yeah, the Rizzo's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works uh, for Woo PS. Woo PS, that's so great, man. That <laughs> that gas station attendant, like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, I want to be him when I grow yeah. up. Yeah, because his his like gas station is just like this horror shop. Yeah, yeah. for like, but it's a gas station, right? <laughs> so you know, good. and you know, this has characters in it, and they don't pull any punches, man. Like, yeah. they're not afraid to like kill off the people that you really get attached to. It, yeah, it felt so unique too. I love this movie all the way through. Like, yeah. like people were saying it's a slow burn, but to me, I was entertained the entire time. And I really feel like this is one that you either hate or love. And yeah. I kind of understand both spectrums. Sure. But I'm, I'm definitely on the the love side of it. Yeah. So I'm, I am yeah. glad that it's on somebody's list because it is a good mention. I think I could watch Bill Murray like read the newspaper and be entertained. <laughs> so I see him I in a slow burn movie, movie and it doesn't yeah. feel slow burn to me. Yeah. Like yeah. it just feels interesting because he's just fascinating. Yeah, I have yeah. to say there's something about Bill Murray. And I, I, yeah, I didn't get that the whole way through. I'd heard it was like slow too and it didn't feel slow to me. It just felt like I wanted yeah. to keep going. Like I wanted to see what was going to happen to these people. And I... I don't think I was like happy with the outcome of how it ended for anybody, but it, I think maybe that's another reason why maybe people hate it is there's no redemption in this movie. Yeah. Like it's a it's kind of a realistic zombie movie, well, right? And they kind of predict how they're gonna die like the whole entire time. Yeah. Like well, that's where the this meta gonna humor end well. comes yeah. in. This well, they they know well. they're in a horror movie. Yeah, right. everyone except for the female cop, <laughs> right? Who doesn't? Yeah. She's just like in real life, so. like screaming and freaking out, and they're like, "Why well, do you need to calm down?" Yeah. yeah, she sees her grandmother like tapping on the car window, and as a zombie, she's crying. I can't take this anymore. Right. Yeah, you need to calm down. Well, there's a the scene too. Is like, why do you keep saying that? Well, I read the script. Right. It's not going to end well. Yeah, and they mention uh, Jim. Right. Jim yeah, they call him an asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Super Which he wrote that, right? Yeah, it was great. 
And the song, right? The title song. Oh, yeah. They keep playing yeah. uh, The Dead Don't Die. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. think maybe people didn't like it. Maybe they, it, it was different, right? And But I think that's why I liked it. It's just, again, I don't need to see the same zombie movies over and over again. So when I see something new and innovative like this, I mean, there was aliens in this movie. Yeah. 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 So it didn't, like, again, it just went all over the place. Yeah, that's yeah Josh and I went and saw this in the theater, and then we immediately bought it on Amazon. And then I, I rewatched it two times after that. Yeah. It's That's a good one. Yeah, so that is The Dead Don't Die. Okay, so my number one is Reanimator, 1985 by Stuart Gordon. Now, I was mentioning before that this questions what zombies are. Because I, I saw this and I was like, this is definitely a zombie movie. Then I, it made me think, is this a zombie movie? Because they're not. They're traditional zombies. But, like... Would you, wouldn't you consider reanimated corpses coming back to life zombies? They're Probably. zombies. They're zombies. They're just like in a more... It's in like know. a scientific way, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I love this show, too. I loved everything about it. I have watched this movie several yeah. times. Dr. Herbert West. Yeah. Man, I, I love that character in this. And I actually like the sequels, too. Um, that Bride of Re- Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. But uh, but this takes the cake for me, man. Uh, Stuart Gordon's an awesome uh, horror movie director, and gosh, what's the Jeffrey Combs? Combs. Jeffrey Combs, yeah, he acted as uh, Herbert West, who was also I in love the Frighteners him. later on. Yeah, that's true. It, I love him in every movie. Every movie, he's, he's such good. a character, he's man. A good actor. Yeah, I don't know why he's not as big as like as Johnny Depp got. Sure, because he's a character actor. Yeah, and it, and he works better than most character actors do for me. But uh, but yeah, Reanimator. There's like not enough good things I could say about it. It's super fun. It's like a nonstop like blast. It's got the theme to Psycho at the end. <laughs> oh, the beginning. The it, yeah, it starts out with the theme song. The theme song is obviously like inspired by, if not ripped off, of the Psycho yes, theme. Yeah, yeah. But it's more like they made it 80s style yeah, with like synthesizers. I loved, it. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I, it's it on works. my like horror uh, it's on my uh, my Halloween playlist. Yeah. Even, like, I hear it every needle, year. It's like glowing green, like everything about the atmosphere. I really loved. It makes a good Halloween costume yeah. to be come as Herbert West. Yeah, definitely. And it's an easy one too. <laughs> I think as a uh, any horror fan, any true blue horror fan, they need to watch this movie. It's it's and it's, it's an essential must watch. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So that is my number one reanimator. And that is our show. So if you like the show, maybe you give us a review. Or you can email us questions and comments at bubclubpodcast.com. You could also check out our social media, Facebook and Instagram. That would be also Bub Club Podcast. Bub Club Podcast is a production of Pod Cauldron which is a podcast network. Uh, check out some more great shows from Pod Cauldron, Cards and Cubes, a show about board games that you didn't grow up playing, and Rabble, 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 which is a humorous look at... Current events? Current events. <laughs> <laughs> All right, once again, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time.